Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire? Running your own company, achieving your life's goals, yet wake up in a cold sweat next to last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week, we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget. Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. We're lucky girls. We're lucky girls. We have the cutest, most fabulous man on today. A real caviar dreamer. As a girl born in 1980, you know, having a member of NSYNC on our podcast. I know. Joey Fatone. I'm so excited. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, like, he was in NSYNC. I know. He was in NSYNC. He was on Dancing with the Stars. He was in a Robert De Niro movie as a little child. He was on The Masked Singer. The Masked Singer. He could cook. He's everything. He was a big fat one. Yep, he's a big fat one. That's known as his hot dog truck, though. Just, you know, I don't know if he really has a big fat one. But we'll ask him. We'll, we'll see. Let's Nothing. Him. You know, we get to the nitty gritty. That's right. And you were on his mm-hmm. podcast, which was so fun to watch. Yes, I was on his podcast where he, we play songs and we see who guesses them first. And we did the disco era. And I actually won against Joey for that. Of course you did. Because the mod is not always right, but she's definitely never wrong. I'm never wrong. <laughs> and you know what? I know that's Dorinda's... Um, tagline this year but I wanted that to be my tagline last yeah year. we've been saying that about you for a long I've time. been saying that for a long time I came out never wrong never wrong just saying that spread wider Marge senior you're fucking my hair up <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway we're so excited to have Joey Fatone on we're just going to get right to it because get him on. he needs no introduction none okay. okay well we're very lucky I know I'm so excited we have Joey Fatone that's right from NSYNC NSYNC fame fame you know and he was in Rent. He was in everything. Dancing with the Stars. And he started his career in a Robert De Niro movie. One of my favorite movies. I know. I'm so excited. How He's so cute. And you know how I feel about men with facial hair. And Italian. And Italian. We, we love, love Italian that. And his name's Joe. I mean, what doesn't present. get much better than so, that. So, Joey, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. You can't get any more Italian than I would say the slang word of guinea any any, any closer <laughs> than me. I, I just don't have the horn chain. I don't have the Z Cavaricis or the uh, Sergio Tacchini suit. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm talking to, to to a lot of my 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 old girlfriends in Brooklyn when I used to live there. So I know, <laughs> I know. Well, Lexi originally is from yeah. you know England, but me, I'm like your Jersey girl. So same thing. Well, if I'm saying, 
how I strong know. your accent comes out. It's amazing. <laughs> it makes you crave for home, I hope. You exactly. Know. I miss it. it. I miss exactly. It. I know, because you're in Orlando, right? I'm in Orlando now. Yep, that's right. I've uh, been here, gosh, I moved here when I was like 13 years old with my family. So we've been here since 90, I believe, 1990. Oh, I didn't realize that. I know, because yeah. I, I read that you worked at Universal Studios. Correct. I worked at Universal. I, I did a, I was in the Beetlejuice Graveyard Review Show. It was a hairy, uh, uh, basically werewolf is what I was. And I sang and danced. Oh Even though God. that sounds weird. Yeah, my husband's a very hairy Italian, so werewolf is not a stretch. No, it's a stretch. <laughs> yeah. so I just want to talk about, like, because your career has been unbelievable at 43 years old. Like, you've done it all. So, like, it, like what did... What made you, like, as a little kid, you're like, I want to be an actor? Because at seven, you were, like, in an unbelievable movie. Yeah, I got thrown in. Yeah, the very first thing that I, I mean, again, you probably wouldn't even see me, but for somebody, for amazingly to see, to be in, in, in on a set, actually, it was my uncle, my uncle Anthony, years ago, my dad's brother, was the one that kind of was like, hey, he was doing a lot more acting and stuff, so my, he was on set for, uh, for the De Niro film, of course, uh, Once Upon a Time in America, um, and I happened to be an extra on it, basically. I can't even remember the scene. It's so young. I mean, I was so young. But I remember watching it and watching them do the takes and see the set going, this is awesome. This is something I'd love to do. And my dad was always kind of a singer. He sang in doo-wop stuff as well. Nothing really famous per se. But uh, in, in Brooklyn, he was kind of, it was called the Oreo, uh, the Orions, is what he was called. Mm -hmm. And he just basically just did a whole bunch of singing and, and obviously had music around the house. And I just loved singing around the house. And then when I got a chance, when I moved to Florida, because I went to Catholic school in New York, of course, it's pretty much where everybody went to if yes, you're an Italian Jewish neighborhood. Yes. You know, so we finally moved to Florida. And when that happened, there was a lot more opportunities like choir, you know, chorus and drama classes and this and that. So I wanted to take all this stuff. So I started doing that. Then worked at Universal, worked at Disney. So really what happened, my dad kind of influenced me in the music, which is like the 50s doo-wop stuff. And then went over into like boys to men harmonies. And then always wanted to be into, in, into like a group per se. So then I joined a group in, in high school, which was called The Big Guys, which is one of my choral directors called us. And it was myself, a buddy of mine, Eric, another friend of mine, Joel, and uh, Luis Fonzi, who, was in, who sings the song Despacito. So oh. I've, known grade. Yeah, I've known that kid since ninth grade, which is awesome to see him do what he's been doing now because he's been, he's been actually doing it almost the same time I did, maybe about two or three years, a little bit after. Because right when I graduated high school, I got into NSYNC. Yes. He went into he went to college and after college that's when he started writing and recording, and it took him a minute. But obviously, once he got this, but people don't realize how many years he's actually worked up. And bless yeah. him, thank you. No goodness. overnight success, like we've said previously. Correct. So it's just, it's been great, you know. And then just been doing that. Jump with with been within sync. Uh, took a break and then started doing Broadway. Loved always bringing back my roots, and that's what I started doing in high school. It was always musicals and stuff like that. So then got into doing musicals. Uh, and then I got a chance to do Rent on Broadway. I did Little Shop of Horrors on Broadway, which was great. That's, so it's been... Yeah. I love that. So wait, so with NSYNC, you were 18. It's like, did you guys know each other? People put you together? Tell We knew, We everybody knew someone, somebody, some way, shape, or form. It wasn't like a cattle call audition. Um, we What happened was, is Backstreet Boys um, were doing certain things. They just started really getting up and rehearsing and then moving on. So Lou Pearlman, the guy that kind of brought us together, he basically talked to Chris Kirkpatrick and said, hey, man, if you get a group of guys, I don't want to do an audition. If you're able to get to find a group of guys that can sing well, look good, and, and, and can have fun in a sense, maybe I'll do another group like this. So Chris called up Justin, which he knew through, I think through an agency or some shit like that. It's the only guy I don't remember 100%. But it was Chris calling up Justin. Justin knew JC because of the Mickey Mouse Club, the two of them. I hung out with JC 
a lot of times because some of my some of the girls that were in the Mickey Mouse Club show were went to my high school. So Jen McGill was another woman that was one of my friends, and that's how I knew JC. So then the four of three of us got together. It was me, JC, Chris, and Justin, four of us. And then we tried to find a, a fifth member, which was a bass singer, because I'm not a bass singer. I was more like a baritone second tenor, if people know that how to sing. So anyway, I did that. Long story. Shit. Sorry. And, <laughs> no, I know. It's so interesting. <laughs> I know. But we basically, we looked around, found Lance through his, Justin's old vocal coach. Because we, we, we kind of met people here in Florida. We were here in Florida. But we actually found Lance out of Mississippi. So he was the only one that I think any of us really didn't know. I knew Chris because he worked at Universal. We knew mutual friends. I knew JC and I knew Justin, of course. Chris knew Justin and then met JC. And then the only person, like I said, that kind of circled around was Lance. But it was funny because Lance knew Justin's old vocal coach, and that's who, who recommended us to Lance. Met him, talked to him, said, hey, we'd love to fly you out. His mother said no about four times. His mother. Didn't want to do it. Yeah, literally, it was like, what is going on? Who? A group? A, what? What? And we'll just say, hey, come to Orlando. It's like flying out. Go to the theme parks. And if you don't like it, then don't do it. It's no big deal. He came, of course. His mother loved us, kind of understood everything. And then we became in sync. I, I mean, that story is like so. It's crazy. It is. It's a lot. It is crazy, a lot. right? You, were you like, oh, my God, when the fame. And that, like, you could just tell us. Were you banging like tons of girls? You could tell us. Uh, I wish. I wasn't really. I really wasn't because I was dating what? somebody at that time for a long time. I you was. were like a faithful Italian. Will you grab the dog? Do you mind just grab the dog? Well, we tried. We tr I, I tried. But being an 18, 19-year-old and running around, of course, there were time and slip-ups. 100% guaranteed on that. But it wasn't like. For me, it's so funny. Everybody always thinks that. And it wasn't really like that crazy kind of stuff. Because we were young. Yes. Yeah, Justin yeah. was 14. Yeah, yeah, Atlanta, 14. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, I'm an 18-year-old hornball. But, you know, at that time, I was like, I'm in love. High school sweetheart. Because yeah. I was dating, yeah, the, my ex, I was with uh, for almost 20 years. I dated 10, almost married for 10. Yeah, when I was 16 years old, I met her. And we uh -huh. dated for, for a big chunk of time. Obviously, as you get older, I mean, being 16 and now, you know, uh, being at the time, being in my 30s, my late 30s, early 30s. Yes. You change. Everybody changes. Everybody has different views, different feels, and different wants. So that's how that kind of worked out for me. Exactly. So wait, so that's not the girl you married, obviously. No, the girl I'm with right now. No, no, no. The girl I'm dating right now. No, she's 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 actually like my, my kind of second girlfriend per se. Oh wait, so you, you've any... never been married. I was married. Yeah, for ten years. Oh, you were married. You were married. I got. I had to get the whole loop. In. Dated for ten. Married for ten. Combination. Almost twenty years. I was with somebody. Else. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Now I got the story. Now I got the yeah. Because you just like picture like boy bands like all people. Well, yeah, I mean, how old were friends. you when you guys separated? Uh, as far as for my ex or the group? No, from the group. Uh, I think about that. I was, uh, when I, when I finally separated with the group, I was, did I have her yet? Yeah. I had Brianna, my daughter. And I was, really? I was living with my, yeah, my girl, my girlfriend at the time before we got, before we got married. Cause we got married. We did everything bass backwards. We, uh, <laughs> we, we basically lived together, had a kid, then got married. So it was like three years later. It was like 2000, 2004, I believe, when I got married. So it was right, before, right after I did Little Shop of Horrors on Broadway. Once that went down, finally got married. Was married for almost uh, 10 years. I think it was like nine and a half years, 10 years, and then, then separated. So shit happens. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm on, I told you I'm on my second husband. You know what? It's like you have to do like a starter. It doesn't mean, you know. You got to try. Yeah. You got to test you it try. out. Sometimes the people you have kids with, they're not always the people you wind up with, you know, and it's meant to happen. And you know yeah. that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's the way life happens. You right. have to roll the punches, you know? Exactly. So when did you realize, like, I mean, you're very into cooking, obviously. You did a show. Um, I, I'm so sorry. I have to, like, my dog. I thought that was my ass. I was a little confused there. I didn't know if I squeaked. Okay, no. She's very misbehaving. She's very excited today. Yeah, I'll hold her. I'll hold her. I'll leave her right here. If she sits by me, she's, like, acting like a psycho, right? Yeah. You know, this is what happens during we're, like, all working out of the house right now. All I right. love it. So, like, yeah. So you're very into cooking. You did a show, you know. About uh, I did a few. Recipes, yeah, it was. Right? It was interesting for me because my dad always cooked, always cooked. And the funny part was, is when I did get married after that, I was like, yeah, cool. Or living together. And I finally was like, I want to make sauce. And I went, I don't even know how to make that shit. Like, I was like, dad, called him up. How do you make this? How do you make that? How do you... And then I started going to cooking books and just start messing around. So I did a show with a guy versus, it was called Guy versus Rachel, where we had to make up all this kind of stuff. And Guy Fieri was like our mentor and stuff. And then I did a couple, I did Chopped. Uh, one season, I did an episode, which was fun. And then I started doing a show called My Family Recipe Rock. So I got involved in cooking, which was weird. Uh, and it's always so funny because people are like, oh, you know this? I'm like, no, no, I'm not a chef. Slow down. Slow down. I'm not a chef. But I know and I dabble. I, love, I just love cooking. And then wanted to do something. I always wanted to do either a pizza place or a hot dog joint. I really didn't know which way to go. And I kept thinking, I was like, you know what? It'd be kind of fun to do something like a hot dog uh, stand or something like that. And that's honestly how, for me, learning about a different business and it was very interesting to kind of get my hands in that because a lot of people have approached even in sync and ourselves to be like or even myself personally to go hey let's open up this joint and it was burger joint or a restaurant and this and that and we'll put your name and i'm like i don't i like the whole idea of it but i want to be involved in it. i just don't want to slap my name on something and just go yeah okay cool i'll check i'll, I'll take a check for this it was like I, I went to a place in chicago we were in Lollapalooza is what it was I saw a place called Chubby Wieners, and it was a great name, great <laughs> slogan. It was awesome. Chubby Wieners. And I wanted to franchise it and move it to Orlando and have some of it. The guy was way too high on his prices to sell the hot dogs because, again, I didn't know much about the business. But what was happening was is he was, of course, buying it wholesale and then trying to sell it to me and upcharging it. But it was ridiculous. So a buddy of mine who has done restaurants before, I was like, dude, he's, he's upcharging you way too much. He goes, I wouldn't do it. He says, maybe just do it on your own or something like that. I'm like, eh, I don't know. My manager looks at me and goes, Joe, who you, you met, was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's call it Fat Ones and we'll, we'll, we'll do it. And I was I like, mean, it makes sense. It goes, yeah, it goes with, it goes obviously for Tone Fat Ones. It goes, I mean, it's fabulous. Now we know you have a yeah. so it's great. But I'm just saying, so, so wait, so it's based in Orlando. It's based by you? Yeah, well, we had, we had a place in the, in the Florida mall in Orlando. We had it for about a year and realized that how expensive kiosks are especially if you don't have a full business where every you know where you're having a, a chain of them we yes. were only one store we were breaking even and the rent there it was a 275 square foot kiosk and it was almost about 13,000 a month i know we people don't realize it's like everybody thinks like you're raking in money hand over fist and it, it's we just were breaking even I know. Ridiculous, right? So now, so, so now what's the plan? Now what's so the plan? So then we said, uh, we're not making any profit off of it. We need to make something at least. Yes. You know, even to, even to pay our employees per se. So we, uh, we did a food truck. We teamed up with a, with a company that, that does mac and cheese called Smack. It's a mac and cheese truck. And they were looking for another concept. So we teamed up with them. They were able to kind of help us out and gear us in the right direction. Because again, we don't know much about the food industry, especially food trucks. So 
we we had we teamed up with them and now they've been kind of going out right now and dealing with things which is great because i don't have to deal with the scheduling but we came up with the name we came up with decor we came up with the flavors uh the different types of dogs i tasted every freaking dog under the sun to make sure i knew which one i wanted uh we have a whole bunch of different names ones called the baritone the angelo from my big fat Greek wedding so we kind of did tongue in cheek to all these different things back then i want to bring it back now we had a five mini hot dogs which is called a boy bander so oh, it was five little mini that. hot dogs. Yeah, it was cute. But I, I, I want to bring it back. But it's like it's hard because when you're in a food truck, people don't really know as far as certain things where there's always a constant uh, charge or something every time you add a condiment or every time you add a, another topping. So you got to kind of mix and choose which kind of toppings you want to make sure that your prices are low and they're down, you know. I know. So with the food truck, it goes – do people book it for parties or you guys – Yeah, they, book it, they can spot. book it for parties. Yeah. They can book it for parties. They, you know, we, we go to different places where there are food trucks, a lot of festivals. But of course, right now with the whole COVID thing that's going on, we've right. been really going to certain places and just delivering really is what it's been going down. And it's been, it's, again, it's, it's like everything. Everybody's been really kind of slow. So it's hard to really judge because I can't go. Because again, we had so many different festivals that were coming up, but obviously everything's freaking canceled. So is what it is. I know. So it's but we're so, still trying to hustle, you know. I know believe me, I know. I, I, I know the hustle. Like I've been living it. So tell us about how long have you been doing your, your podcast? I was so excited to be on it. I love the whole concept. Thank and, you. you know, I did kill you a little bit with the disco. I'm not <laughs> oh, stop it. I love it. It was awesome. You beat me on that. Trust me. I know. I was Trust so excited. I'm not... I felt like so proud of myself. But I, uh, you know, that was my error. You know what I mean? So that was okay. Well, me and my manager did a, a podcast called Two Cups of Joe. And we I love been, him. We did it for quite some time. Yeah, he's nuts. We did it for quite some time. And my boy, Jason, of course, who you met, yes. he was doing starting this trivia thing. So we were like, dude, this would be fun to do together to where we can get certain people. You could be the host of it. And then you can actually just drill me with freaking, you know, songs. And that's kind of how it started at first because it was his show. And I was like, dude, get, you know, trick, throw some, throw some songs at me. And it became this banter that everybody kind of was appreciating. So we were like, screw it. Let's do it together. And I've known Jason for many years. So now we came up with this whole show. What does Joey know? And we, we, we go head to toe with, with, with celebrities, with fans out there as well. And it just became this organically thing. We did it, we did it Monday through Friday and realized that's a lot. It is. Yeah. Five <laughs> so days now we chop day. it up to where it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which is great. I know. I think it's so great. Do you have any like ideal guests who you're dying to get on? Ideal guests. You know what? Anybody and everybody. I welcome all. Seriously. It doesn't matter whether, whether you're an A-lister or a negative D-lister. I don't give a shit. I know. I love it all. I know. Joe Rogan. Did you hear, you know, Joe Rogan's podcast? Do you know? Yes. He just got a hundred million dollars. Did he really? Yes. To Spotify. To Spotify. I know. So we got to. So, well, he's. Between you and me, we got to up our game on. I mean, Jason. You got you to you understand that he was one of the pioneers. Obviously, he started doing I podcasts know. before podcasts were podcasts per se. That's like him and Adam Carolla. You look at Adam Carolla. That Crazy. dude's raking it in, killing it. Killing doing it. Doing so many different podcasts without it, yeah. Chris, Chris D'Elia also, you know, yep. it's just, well, they're entertaining, they're funny, they say anything, but I just feel like you get people going. You know what it is? That's why I always like to, like I'm saying, like, I'm so happy you came on, but you're interesting. Also, you've had an amazing career. You're right. doing your food truck. It's like, I don't like having people on who like, you know, just like people who are, just have nothing interesting to say, who like come from, like I said before. They don't have, and it sounds sad, but they don't have anything else to talk about but their talent. Do you know exactly. what I'm saying? Or That's all. 
Oh, they're not even that freaking town. They're so like shallow or they're born into it. Like the lucky, like I always say, the lucky, the lucky sperm, sperm club. club, like not to be mean, unless you're from the lucky sperm club and like did something amazingly philanthropic or like, or grew some business that started right. like, someone else's business. Mm-hmm. I don't give two shits about you. I know that sounds really mean, no, it's but true. it's not that impressive. Because you didn't work for it. I get it. Yeah, You're right. Exactly. I you mean, unless there's certain people. Yeah, I feel I feel as if I if I had for me personally, I know this. If I had a big corporation, which I never did, my my family, I've never been really into any money. I'm like the only first person that ever like had money in my family per se. But I think if my daughter and I had a, some sort of company or whatever it may be woman, you're working from the bottom and you're working yourself up. You're going to be like a janitor kind of shit and work your way to learn about the business. I'm just going to not going to throw you a bone and you become vice president to where you don't know, know what the hell you're doing. You know what I mean? I, I, like, I, I would never do that. So anybody that, and people do, it happens, you know, again, when you have these major corporations, I mean, you look at Jeff Bezos, I think his whole entire family for generations is going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No one's going to be running yeah. a benefit for them. No, <laughs> no, exactly. And, and he, but, and you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's a little, it's, a, it's for me, I know there's certain people that have been born with a silver spoon in their mouth, but yet they do work hard. Not everyone, like you said. Yes. But certain people are, are, are given things and they take those things for granted. And you're like, dude, what the hell? No. It's like, I've been busted my ass and you just waltz in. And again, hey, if you're good with the job and you fucking, you kill it, and you bust ass and you do what you're doing, so be it. But if you're just lazy and you just don't even know what's going on, it's like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm all about anybody who works hard. I don't begrudge anybody who was born with money. Listen, my kids all went to a great school. They never had to pay for their education. They were right. successful, but they, they work very hard. It, and the whole point is they don't take anything for granted. And that's what it is. But yeah, anyway, I mean, my daughter right now too. My daughter right now is like looking for a job. She's like, I need a freaking job. I said, well, good luck because everybody else in the world is looking for a job right now. I was like, so I was like, I can help you. And maybe if you want to work for me for a little bit and I can pay you kind of things, I can do that. But you got to work for it. You're not going to be lazy doing stuff. You got to like do errands and do some things for me. So again, trying to teach that valuable lesson because I'm like, you realize how good you have it. You're going to college. You don't have to worry about student loans. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff right now. And then when you get out of college, you will probably be student loan debt free. So it's like, suck it up and do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I know. And I think pe- people don't realize that, you know, and people some do some don't. Yeah. And I don't want people who aren't humble either. You know what I mean? I don't like if you, And if you do have money or whatever it is, like I always say, like on my show, there's some people who just aren't the most humble, you know, and they think everybody has, I'm like, what planet are you on? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and especially now, I think this is like a very much an equalizer with everybody in business. Oh, yeah. And everything else. And I think you're fine. Yeah, you're finding a lot of people, especially like in the businesses, how are so many other people working together now, where I think there were certain people that felt that they were below them. You know what I mean? Certain yeah. people that were higher up on the chain. And now all of a sudden they're like, oh shit, I, I need you now. Now is where the time I need people to help me with this and help with that. Or, hey, you know, remember all the times that we gave you bonuses and this year it may not happen because of the fact of what's going on. Can you hang in there? You know, it's, it's, Again, it's a it's an interesting time that everybody's kind of on the same playing field, if you will. You're you're kind of right on that. But again, there's the flip side to it. I mean, for smart people, again, it, it's interesting to see it for me, like right now, especially where people and you see celebrities doing things, and then other people making mocking them or getting mad at them because they have the lifestyle that they do. Like, oh my God, COVID, yeah, I'm I'm tilted. But the thing is, is a lot of those people earn that money and yes, they save their money so hard for it just like normal people if they save their money and do it maybe not to say society but to do what kind of you're raised to do hopefully which is 
to, you know, make a little nest egg for yourself. Save something. God forbid something ever happens like this. You have the money to save. People don't do that. A lot of people live paycheck to paycheck, and they just can't sometimes too, which is tough, which I get. But it's like, dude, save five cents. Save 10 cents. Save something. And then that will add up over the years. Again, God forbid something happens like right now. So that's why us are kind of like, we'll just sit and wait for a minute. We're good. We got a little money in the bank. We're okay right now. Maybe our business might be hurting a little bit, but shit, you know, let's slow down, pull everything back. I mean, crap, I can't even tell you how much money I've actually have saved from not traveling now. I, I've said that too. I haven't bought clothes. I, I just, I said to Lexi, I said, <laughs> I need to stop. And she's like, what are you buying? We don't even know when we're we leaving the house. Leaving. Food, Wait, groceries. Food. That's just it. Eat. Groceries and just, and not going out to eat. It's like, I'm trying to support local restaurants and order in and, and do the right thing. Yep. But it's just like from not going out constantly. And it's true, not traveling. Though I did go on a plane the other day and it was a little freaky. The guy next to me had on goggles. I had to go, t- I drove my son back to Charleston, but I had to fly back home. And, you oh, know, college? Uh, no, actually, he lives there. He's in finance. Oh, he lived there. Oh, gosh. See, my kid, I had to do college to where I had to take the, the, the dorm thing and then come back. It was crazy. Very yeah, similar in the sense of like Yeah, that's course. crazy. So we, dro- we drove, but I had, a, I had to fly back. And it was just – but the guy next to me it, on the plane had go- literally goggles. I go, are you going deep sea diving? <laughs> goggles, the glasses, the mask. But all hell was breaking loose. I Luckily, I upgraded myself to first class. I was like, I'm not going to – and they weren't going to fill the middle seats, but they filled the whole plane united. Everybody's screaming on the plane. Everybody's having a breakdown. Oh, my I mean, gosh. Like, I'm not That's trying. why I'm afraid of all that. Yeah, I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know when I really want to fly. Someone, like, called up and they said, hey, we'd love to do a gig. We'll pay you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not leaving anywhere yet. I'm yeah, not going anywhere. There's no sit point. Tight. Everybody's got to sit tight. I mean, the traveling, the airports are, you know, it was not fun. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. I came home. I stripped at the front door. I threw my stuff in the, in the washing machine. I was like, you know, scrubbing myself. I washed my weave. I was like, I took in the shower with me with my flip-flops. Always got to wash the weave. Always you got to wash the weave. My little weave, my little time. extra bun piece, you know, I got to wash the weave, keep it all <laughs> clean. <laughs> Crazy. Lex. Yes, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of like, I'm always looking to shop and do crazy things, but now I've gotten into these puzzle games and I've been doing Best Fiends. I love Best Fiends. That's such a fun puzzle too. It's a good escape. So bright, such fun colors. I love it. There's like little slugs. There's all these like little creatures. It's, it's actually so fun. And because late at night, I'm always like on my social media doing stuff. I'm like, I should be doing something good with my brain and doing yeah. puzzles and keeping myself occupied. So I found Best Fiends and it's so fabulous. And you know what? It's colorful and it, it really makes you think. It's good. You can whip through the levels in such a fast way, but it's a game of strategy too. So it gets you thinking, but it's got like a really slow. Like I was on like level 30 and within no time. Yeah. Time. And, and it's good for your brain and it, it, makes, and it brain. makes you think and it keeps you smart. It keeps you on point. It does. And that's important because I do a lot of mindless things and this is great to keep my mind sharp. And yes. everybody knows the mantra likes to keep our mind sharp. Yes, it's very important. And so people who listen to us should really download Best Fiends. It's amazing. Yeah, puzzles are very good for your brain. Yes. You can engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. And trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. And that's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Fiends.
F-I-E-N-D-S. So download and get playing. Yes, free. I mean, what's better than free? Right. So do you see yourself, are you, uh, you know, in the future, like when all this starts down, do you want to do more acting? Do you want to do more Broadway? Do you see yourself or do you see? You know what? I, I kind of tend to go wherever the road leads me to, to believe it or not, because I never know what's going to happen. You know, sometimes work always leads to work, but it always leads in different directions. For instance, you know, when I started out doing stuff with NSYNC, after I was done with that, I had no idea really what I wanted to do. I wanted to get back to my roots to do stuff. And I did rent on Broadway, but then I got a call to do Dance with the Stars. And I was kind of like, first season they asked me and I said nah rather not and I watched a video it was called Strictly Come Dancing which is in the UK and that's where it started from and yeah it was great it's huge it still is huge it still is huge over there to this day so they 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 asked casting lady asked me to do it first season I turned it down they asked me again second season I turned it down again third season because now me and my manager Joe we're kind of looking at going what are the numbers like what are the numbers watching this show because you know it's going to be good but nobody wants to really see me dance because I've danced not like that, but I danced hip hop and stuff like that, but not ballroom or Latin or any of that kind of crap. So it was pretty crazy because after I did that show, people saw my personality and saw me as great. an individual. I saw you. So when they saw, yeah, and when they finally did season four, for crying out loud, when I finally did that, though, all the door, a lot of doors opened up. So, I mean, I had, I had to wear, it was really, it was cool and it was really crazy that, and people, it's funny because people don't want to do those shows, but you don't realize that there are other shows that can stem from that and no lie i do credit a lot of dancing with the stars for a lot of my career choices because of the fact that what happened i got a call from uh nbc to do a show called singing bee which i did i hosted on top of that overlapping i was i was hosting for two years i did with lisa renna i did a tv guy network red carpet stuff and it was four different award shows and that's when joan river actually joan rivers passed away and that's when we took their place basically and it was great. And it was like three or four different jobs. And I was just running all over the place. And it was crazy. But I would never think that because of what I did for Dancing with the Stars, this opened up a whole new hosting thing for me. And that's when I started hosting things. And now I'm, I'm hosting a show on, on a game show network called Common Knowledge. So we're waiting to find out when we're going to shoot another, uh, another season. So it's 100% going. We just don't know when. It's supposed to be in September, August. And that was the thing about me, which is great, is I got very lucky where when this COVID hit, I wasn't really doing anything until the end of the year anyway. I was doing little bits and pieces and gigs here, but my major stuff, which my game show, uh, stuff for Impractical Jokers, I still shoot a uh, season with them as well, and something else. I can't remember now in my brain. But those are the two major – oh, yeah, possibly – I can't say it right now, but possibly might be doing a film, but we don't know yet. 100%. Oh, that would be great. That's so good. Wait, Where, It's to, in the talks about some stuff. I have to ask about Dancing with Stars. Was that, like, so grueling? Because listen, you mentally, you were yeah, for a long time, and but it was a different thing. I mean, I mean, but you were probably used to it, though. No, but it was one of those things where it took me out of my comfort zone because I'm not used to dancing with a, with another woman or a person together. Do you know what I mean? You're when I was dancing with NSYNC, we were separated. We're not like locking arm in arm. You know, me and Lance aren't freaking doing the tango. So yeah. it was, so it was interesting to get into that to where okay. Now you're holding this person, you're doing this, you're doing that. And the funniest thing and the, the most real uh, things, uh, advice someone gave to me, you know, and I'll be dirty if I can say dirty words. Of course, we love it, keep it dirty. Fantastic. So here I am though, I'm gonna rewind a little bit. I'm dancing with Kim. And when I'm dancing with Kim, I keep sticking my butt out. Mm-hmm. And they actually caught me on it. I think it was the second episode or the second or third dance, I can't remember. And Lem was like, dude, your butt is out. And I'm like, what do you mean my butt is out? And mentally I'm not paying attention. 
but subconsciously I'm not trying to violate Kim. Yes. So I didn't want <laughs> to put my, my pee-pee next to a hoo-ha, basically. Yeah, exactly. But Max legit was like, what you have to do, and it's going to sound weird, give her your dick. I and I'm know. like, I'm sorry? I'm like, what do, you, what, do you, what, what do you mean by that? Like, I, again, I don't want anybody to think that I'm doing something nasty. You know, yes. but that's part of the dance. So when I, and it, it's so stupid, but it made sense because what I was doing, I'll even show you this. It's dumb me trying to do this for you. But what I was doing, I was doing this. Yes, yes. Instead of this. Like it and has what you to have to do is you actually have to settle your legs down and literally lock in with each other. Now, of course, we weren't rubbing anything, but no. you're pretty damn close to each other when you're dancing. It's, it's weird. It's very intimate. So is yeah. there like a sexual, there is a sexual chemistry. Listen, I there, you have, well, again, but that's where friend. the acting takes place. That's where the acting comes in. Well, you so pretend to do all that stuff, but there's certain people I'm sure out there, as you've seen where pe people are, 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 are mashing together because yeah. they don't know how to differentiate that sometimes or you're with that person there's definitely so a chemistry when you dance either i mean of you, course. Have to, you know there's definitely you have well, to have a chemistry with your partner yeah well the beauty part about with me and kim is we're the same age me yes. and kim are the same age we we liked a lot of things that were very similar the funny thing about her was was she never really talked back or was not very vocal with certain things i'm like listen open your damn mouth talk if there's something wrong say like i was always like grow a pair of balls or something just uh -huh. get, get get just get into it She's always so, no, I'm so sweet. She was always so sweet. That's the beauty part about her. But we, we worked very well together. You know, it was like, listen, let's have fun. I'm like, I'm not trying to be freaking serious with this. But yes, we're going to nail the damn dance right. But let's have fun with it. Let's not try to make it. Because I even have a couple of people in the cast of my season that were just so serious. And it's like, dude, this is not your career. You know that, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Exactly. Dancing on Dancing with the Stars might lead to a career. But it is not your career. They're going to like you for you, not because of what you danced, you know? Exactly. It's yeah, it's, it's a good time. I know. No. That's a blast. It was a blast. Back yeah. then, we got away with a lot of stuff, which they, they don't do anymore. They used to have, a uh, after the show, because it was in L.A., they, of course, was live in New York, but then they would air it in, in California. So we'd go upstairs in the studio where they had, like, wine and beer and cheese and stuff, and we'd just get freaking hammered, and they'd let us do it. They stopped that, and then even prior to that, if you, if you ever ask anybody that ever worked at Dancing with the Stars around season four, they'll tell you, I had a margarita machine in my room, in my trailer. <laughs> so after every show, we'd do that. But then during some of the shows, we had flavored tequila, and we would just put them in water bottles. So as we were sitting there, because Monday and Tuesday, Monday you dance, Tuesday it was, it was you know, the, 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 the results and a performance but only one person from the group had to perform. And whenever that person performed, it sucked because that person didn't drink until after the fact. But everybody else was sitting there. If you watch a bunch of times backstage on season four when they're sitting there and everybody's talking about the scores and you see all of us sitting in the back yes. <laughs> taking shots of tequila the whole time. Whole time. No, that's a fun time. How long does that film for? That's like longer than you would think, right? Oh my God. It was like, I don't know if it was a two, two and a half months maybe or some that's ridiculous thing. Something. It's a lot because like you're doing, doing it live. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, that was like that's my season. Yeah, because my season, life. Housewives, is a little over three months. So that's like yeah. my whole season almost. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is what's crazy about you is you're, you're, you're doing the show every day, meaning they're taping. We're rehearsing all damn day until Monday. Well, again, it was Monday and Tuesday back then. Now I think it's just a Monday, I think, or whatever. I don't know. But it was just, again, it was one of those weirdest 
weirdest, <laughs> weird experiences because it took me out of my comfort zone. And I think that's what it does for everybody that's in the show, I think, if they've never danced before. It takes them completely out of their comfort zone, strips them, strips them down to like a bare essential in a sense. And it's kind of like, whoa, okay, that's interesting. I mean, like I even said, like one time Kim Kardashian got mad at me because I said she had no personality. And she gave up to me. She goes, what do you mean you have, I have no personality? I'm like, well, th- what I'm talking about is, is people see you on the reality show and you're very vocal and stuff. And not many know that you're, you are kind of a little shy. You're quiet sometimes. And you're not going to always say something because when the camera edits, they'll edit you talking. You know what I'm saying? So when you're on a live show and you're just sitting there and again, deer in headlights, because this is completely out of your element. She looks very quiet and very timid. Yes. Yeah. She wasn't. So it was. No. It was surprising. It was, it was surprising. It's surprising that she was a good dancer because you look like. But that's the thing you think she would be. And all of a sudden. You're I like, mean, you look like her. She's so that sexy. body. She's so sexy. sexy you think dancer. she could move. You, you know, she, she, had, a, she had a sex tape. You think she'd be great. And, you know. Yeah. Well, Amber Rose is the same <laughs> thing. Like, Amber Rose. But that, that proves true then. You actually are. Sometimes you could be good in bed and not be good at dance. I know. Super Joe. Case in point, my husband. Horrible on the dance floor horrible i always say that how can you be so good at betting you suck on the dance floor i'm like you ruined my mojo you ruined my vibe on the dance he's, floor. He, he's focused on one thing and I'm, i know i'm I, more focused on that than dancing too. i know yeah. i always say to him i'm like get i'm like joe get away from me on the dance floor he literally runs around her in circles i know i, I get so irritated i'm like don't dance with me I, I, I can't oh, take it. I know. It. It's true. Amber Rose, horrible. Yeah, horrible. Horrible on Dancing with the Stars. Again, you would think, too. Another person there. Wendy Williams. Oh, yes. Sorry, I love Wendy Williams. Yeah. But, I mean, terrible. People you would but, definitely- the, but you know what? Again, it shows the vulnerability. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And then you, and that's the other thing. It's like people are funny when they're like, oh, that person's really horrible. And like, we're not making fun in a sense, but it is kind of funny. But <laughs> I know. But... You know that that's not their career. Again, that's what I that's what I always think. I'm like, man, they're trying, and, and and you gotta give them credit. Their asses are trying. Billy Ray Cyrus, that's another true. one, horrible. I know, but people kept him because they loved him. He didn't give that's a true. shit. He ran in the audience every time we try to, you know, we had a good at the end of the show when you're standing there and they do the results, and then after the results you're supposed to stand. No, he'd walk all the way up to the top and say hi to people. The freaking thing. He didn't care. He did not care. I loved it. That was good. He is a good personality, which is good. Mm -hmm. So I love, you know, thank you so much for coming on today. I I loved every second of this. You are so fabulous. I I have to come to Florida go, you know, we have to have, you know, one of the fat ones. Heck yeah. Come on by one of my fat ones. Definitely. Totally coming over having one of the fat ones. Then if that skills like us twice. I know, yeah. That one in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're so excited. We're so excited. Well, I got to come to Jersey though too. Yeah, when are you going to come over? When you got to, you got to come back to Jersey. With all this BS. Yeah, once this BS stops over, but I actually, uh, I got friends of mine that live in Long Island. I'm going to be shooting stuff with in Jokers in the city as well. So oh, they are I, will, I, will I know, they're the best. The practical um, Jokers. You guys are the best. They crack me up. We they're don't. nut jobs. They're absolute nut jobs. That is so great. Nut jobs. Love them though. Well, thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. You're the best. All right. And we'll be in touch, obviously. Yeah. Hell yeah. Definitely. So, better. Okay, thanks. Stella, I'll teach Joe some. Da- I'll teach your husband some dance moves if he Ooh, needs yes, it. Oh, yes, yeah, for sure. He needs it. He needs it. You can just dance with the mod. It's okay. <laughs> I can do that too. Don't okay, worry. all right, all right, perfect. Take care, guys. Bye. 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 I'm obsessed. Oh, I'm obsessed. Yeah. First of all, I'm just going to put this out there. Yeah. There's no way Joe's letting him in the house to just answer you. This, this is I know. the whole. He can teach Joe the moves. He can teach He's Joe have to teach Joe the moves. Do you know why? Moves. He's so funny. He's, He's so hilarious. hysterical. I just love everything about it. He has such an infectious personality. Exactly. And it's clear that 
<clears throat> it doesn't matter what he turns his hand to because he has the best attitude and such a good like work ethic he's going to be successful in everything i love that he's hosting a game show why yeah. not you know and then he's he has something else in the works possibly a film but that just shows that like you know what as a little kid he came from nothing he grew up in brooklyn they moved to orlando he he was in a boy band and yeah. then he escalated his career so much and like listen and nothing's he wants to do a food you know do a food thing he says he was just breaking even in a mall it's just he tries everything i just love everything about him me too and the funny thing is you would think as a little kid, if you grew up in Brooklyn and you had the opportunity to be in like a De Niro movie, like an all-time classic, mm -hmm. to move to Orlando could be the end of like your opportunities. But it was really just the beginning of his opportunities. And he's and he's humble. And everything about yeah. him is humble. You you were in the biggest boy band ever. Like Instinct, one of the biggest boy bands ever. A, he was not banging girls. I cannot believe that. Very <laughs> devoted. Yeah. Very, very devoted. That says something about man. him. That's, That's a, a good, good man. man. Number two, it's like, it didn't go to his head. I, yeah. I just love everything about him. And I know we've said it before. Obviously, someone who doesn't say no. He just goes for everything. And like he said, other opportunities come from this. And this is something that we've talked about. You never say no. Sometimes I come from a place of no. I'm like, Jesus Christ, really? No, no, fuck that. Exactly. But you're always like, no, try it. Take the call. Yes. See, see Everybody doesn't know what one thing is going to lead to another. Same thing. I mean, listen, Dancing with the Stars is blown up to a very big thing. But when he agreed to do it, he didn't know what was going to happen. No. It wasn't like the show it is today. So everything leads to something else. So people just, you know what? Take opportunities. Yeah, take no, that you call. Know, take that call. Nothing's beneath you. Why not try it? You know, everybody thinks, oh, Marge's doing that. She gets paid to do that. I don't get paid to do everything I do. I don't get paid for every post I do. Everybody's thinking, you know what? Everything's an, it opens a door. And I just want everybody to know that. Yeah, you have to be, you have to have skin in the game. You yes. have to like take calls from people, connect with people you don't know what anyone has to offer or what you could offer them. Exactly. Well, Caviar Dreamers, I hope you enjoyed that. This was so fun. That was really fun. L lots of fun. Keep, bye. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Oh, we didn't even say where you could find Joey. Oh my oh, God. Man. Joey Fatone. There's so many places to There's find so Joey There's so many Fatone. places to find him because his podcast is Two Cups of Joe with Joey Fatone and Joe Mulville. And then he still does a Facebook live show called What Joey Knows, which is What really Joey Knows, fun. which is great. He, you know, he has to guess the songs mm -hmm. and listen to the music. So you can find Joey at The Real Joey Fatone. On Instagram. And she's the real Margaret Joseph. As opposed to the fake one. And the life of Mrs. B. You can find our podcast at Caviar Dreams, Tuna Fish Budget on Instagram. And we are every Wednesday and Friday. We have episodes on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast fix or YouTube. YouTube. So you watch us. Yes. Don't you want to say us? Thanks, guys. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming, Caviar Dreamers.